to another episode of That's a Rap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales, and it is moving day, fellas. A whole lot of moving has been happening on this week from the CP trade of Sunday all the way through to the free agency moves that have happened tonight. We are recording this on Friday at 9 p.m. Why do I say that time? Because between 9 p.m. and when we are finished recording, there will probably be about 20 more free agency signings. So please bear with us if some of the news that we break is already out of date. Dre, how are you doing, man? I'm doing okay. And for some reason, I want to go to Tampa Bay. I think that's the, uh, what is it called? The Tom Brady Buccaneers effect. I want to go. Oh I want to go play with the Buccaneers. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning just won a championship, so you got that championship feel right there. And that well, too, I saw so. someone someone said that this is the closest uh, Toronto's been to the Stanley Cup in about thirty years. So, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh man! All right. Before we start, this is a Raptors podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. And honestly, for all NBA fans, and for us today is like the nerdgasm for all NBA nerds, man. This the, today is free agency day. All the all the signings, all the re-signings, all the you know the the rumors are are coming. And I have to ask you guys this one thing: what what's worse so far, Detroit signing all of the centers possible, or Dwight Howard tweeting that he's going to the Lakers and actually going to Philadelphia? It's gotta be Dwight. <laughs> what a uh, fool! There's gotta uh, be worse out there, but those are the yeah, top two. Yeah, those are the top two for sure. <laughs> oh, there's just something in there between you know his his 12 year old son speaking out about how he's a terrible dad and this, and it's like with the way that this was handled, I don't know if I can argue with that kid anymore. Like, how do you do that to people who care? <laughs> no, I think I think no. what's worse than both of these is is really just the whole. Milwaukee Bucks, Sacramento Kings, Bogdanovich fiasco, which was oh, oh as, a as a Raptors storm. fan, I gotta say that's that's been a joy to watch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really feel bad for you Bucks fans, um, yeah. but uh, not only that, also uh, up there would be the West Matthews sending Chris Haynes a pictures of his shorts of the <laughs> Lakers logo. That's pretty bad too. <laughs> All right. Well, before we continue down this road of, of, cause there are a bunch of bloopers that have happened uh, even on draft night, but before we get into any of that, Dre already touched upon it. We got to talk about the Raptors new home, that being Tampa. And, you know, despite their best efforts, Masai's connections with Trudeau and trying to prove that what happened in the bubble is definitely replicable replicable here in Toronto. Uh, alas, it was not to be, and the Raptors have now announced that their temporary home will be Tampa. There has not been any indication on whether or not a return to Toronto after the All-Star break is possible, but for now, we are to assume that Toronto is home for the Raptors until mm-hmm. next season. In other words, this is now Ooh. going to be a... 18 month road trip since the last time they played at Scotiabank Arena. Uh, what are your initial thoughts, Dre? Unfortunately, I wish a lot of people could learn this lesson during 2020 and uh, unfortunately 2021. In times like these, we can't choose to be selfish. So, as a selfish person, obviously I would love to have them here and to be able to go to games one day again. But we can't be. We have to adapt. And it is what it is. So I welcome the the Tampa Bay Raptors. Uh, at least it still starts with a T. 
So it's still TR when you see it in logo form. It's we the South now, I guess. Oh, I don't want. I don't want either. I don't want a new logo, and I don't want another screwed up. Like, uh, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, we we can't be selfish, and obviously, it's not realistic to expect them to play here. So, for all parties involved, the Raptors, their families, the management, coming here, the away teams, and everyone coming here, and going backwards and forwards, it's just illogical right now. So, I'm glad that they found a home. I'm glad that they're able to continue the season um, just elsewhere. And that's perfectly fine. So I have zero qualms about it. And maybe this means that when things get normal and Toronto comes back here, there could be an expansion team or a team migrating to Tampa. I don't know. Just as long as it's not us. But for the short the short term, this is fine. Well, if, if there was ever a... An expansion team, it would have to be, it would have to go to Seattle just because of how long they were waiting for it. Uh, so, but, but I agree. I don't really have qualms with the Tampa Bay Raptors at this moment because if, if you guys haven't noticed already, and, and we kind of live in the outskirts of Toronto, so I, I live, I'm in Etobicoke, so it, it's still part of Toronto. Um, they have just, and I'm sure everybody knows this by now, who are ever, you know, Besides in Toronto, is that they have just uh, locked down Toronto and Peel um, for I, I believe for four weeks uh, come this Monday. So to me, that just means that like it's right now it's not getting any better. And to all those pundits, honestly, I'm and I, I want to reach out to them. To all those pundits who don't think that this is real, who don't think that masks is helping, who don't you know those. Those people who, you know, you're waiting in the elevator and they're like, you know what? It's my choice. I'm not going to wear a mask. This is because of you. I, I'm, I'm pointing those fingers to those people because I have uh, loved ones who work uh, in the front lines, who work in the malls, and and they are struggling because of you. And you're mm-hmm. wondering why all of this lockdown is 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 necessary. It's because of you. So, so the fact that, uh, you know, the Canada border isn't going to allow even the strictest of strictest rules when it comes to the NBA players coming in and out, I don't blame them. And I don't blame the the government for shutting uh, this down because we have to put this, all these COVID cases back down. It The the wave is, is hitting us hard. And, and that's what I have to say about that. Now, when it comes to Tampa Bay, this is where it gets kind of scary because at the moment, at the moment, um, Tampa Bay and we're in the, I guess the state of Florida uh, they they're averaging around nine thousand cases a day. That's true. That I doesn't about that. really. That's not really boding well for me either. Now we already saw the NBA deal with this already. Zero cases when the NBA when the NBA bubble. So I'm hoping that it's the same. I'm just wondering. I want to know more. I want to know more of what the NBA and Toronto Raptors are doing because does this mean that um, their families are coming with them as well? Uh, this is this is not just the playoffs. This is the entire season. Uh, you're talking about like all the staff, all the coaching staff. Are those families going as well? Are, is everyone going to stick in the in the strict bubble too, or are they allowed to go outside? So like, I believe the rules are different when it comes to the bubble and them going and 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 running the season. So I, I feel like the Raptors can do this. I feel I hope <laughs> hope love of God that the 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 no cases go up. But it's it's still kind of scary. And when we got the news that Toronto and Peel are going to be closing down, you know, uh, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm a little stressed out right now. That's all. 
Yeah, and yeah. you have every right to be. Um, and and with the the Raptors, wherever they end up going, and, and we do know that the Raptors were in Fort Myers for a good several weeks before entering the bubble, and all indications were that no one on staff or the players were were had gotten COVID, uh, so had gotten the the virus. So there is at least a, a small precedence that they were able to, you know, be in Florida and be okay. But that was over several weeks. That wasn't over several months. And the fact that this team will be away from a lot of their family um, is is very troubling. And, you know, from a logistical standpoint, the NBA has not said anything in terms of how the Raptors will be helped in this manner because you're uprooting 50 to 60 people at least not including their families and making them do all of their operations in a different city altogether the raptors will probably pay a good chunk of that on their own but think of that disadvantage that they have versus other cities who just get to stay home really right so the raptors logistically are in a bad position there Mm -hmm. Um, from the perspective of how they're going to be playing there was discussion about a week ago that the NBA was discussing division realignment and Mm. the Raptors trading with the Washington Wizards. So they would essentially go into the Southeast division while the Wizards would move into the Atlantic. The reason for that being that, well, Washington is actually closer in proximity uh, to the rest of the Atlantic division foes and Toronto would essentially be the same as you know your your other Florida teams, your Charlottes and your Hornet, your your Hawks. So hmm. there was discussion of that, and whether or not that actually happens, the decision on what the schedule is going to look like, this new seventy-two game schedule is going to look like, it doesn't really make a huge difference in terms of road games for the Raptors, whether or not they move divisions. So my thinking is that we haven't heard much outside of that one tweet from from Keith Smith Keith Smith of the NBA so my thinking is that the alignment will stay the same the raptors have to travel a little bit further to face their atlantic division foes but when it comes to traveling to the southeast division teams it's not as far if that if there is going to be travel at all all in all mm-hmm. it's it sucks that the raptors don't get to play in toronto I'm hoping that something happens post All-Star break because when the schedule is released, it is going to be released in two parts. Very shortly, they will release a schedule for just the first half of the season. And then the second half will be released sometime in February. Hopefully, between now and February, Toronto cleans it up a bit. And hopefully, we can bring our Raptors back home post All-Star break. So... Mm -hmm. Everyone, please yeah. do your part. And and to uh, those dates, you got, of course, the uh, starting date of December 22nd uh, of tip-off. And the first half of the regular season, as Dre pointed out, will be uh, March 2nd. Or, sorry, March 4th. The all-star big quote-unquote, who knows what's going to happen there, is March 5th, 10th. And then the second half of the regular season happens from March 11th to May 16th. Now, when the when the Raptors, or, uh, yeah, when the Raptors go to Tampa Bay uh, per uh, Michael Grange, they will be training at the uh, St. Louis University, which is a Division II school. Uh, and they will also be converting their Tampa Bay Hotel ballroom outfitting as their practice facility, much like when they were doing it in Orlando. And they basically had the entire ballroom with like four or five different uh, basketball courts. So, 
you know, thinking about it in this way, I, I feel honestly, I kind of do feel bad for Raptors and everybody who's involved with them because they're, is a sense, of course, of playing in your own in your own home, getting to sleep in your own bed, getting to be with your family uh, when you are at home. So this is gonna suck, honestly. Like I was going to bring up, like what is the advantages and disadvantages of playing outside of the, having the Raptors play in Tampa Bay, and I feel like there's a lot. And not the, the the Raptors have always been in this predicament of being the only Canadian team, only one NBA team outside of America, and so it's it's always been. Uh, a, a weird spot for them and now in this in this covid era it, the the situation couldn't be any worse um you know knowing that you have masai ujiri and the organization and mlsc trying their best and understanding that you know toronto obviously was going to be the very first choice and they even consulted with the blue jays when the blue jays had to uh relocate as well uh outside of the the sky dome so you know the the first first case scenario was to play in toronto you know first second third place was uh was to play in toronto but knowing that how the cases are going up here and obviously the case is not going down over there it's just not feasible for them to go back and forth across the border so yeah man it, it's going to be a strange year well the raptors themselves are starting to look a lot different outside of the fact that they're not going to be playing it at scotia bank arena anymore there was a draft on Wednesday, and we've got a couple of new faces in Malachi, Malachi Flynn and Jalen Harris. Both of them were drafted higher than would have been. Uh, sorry, they they dropped, I guess you could say, to the Raptors' lap. Apparently, their big board had had them much higher on the board, so they were very happy with the two guards they got. Uh, I guess brief overview of the two of them, and I am clumping them together. While we understand that Flynn is obviously going to be the one who's going to be logging more minutes here, Harris is probably going to be one who's going to be developing in the in the G League and or parking himself at the end of the bench. But I imagine he's going to be doing quite a bit of G League work, assuming there is a G League, but that's a different yeah, conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, with Flynn and Harris, you've got two guards who are go-getters on the offensive end who know how to get a bucket, who can score in a multitude of different ways. And that's something that was missing with the Raptors throughout their time inside the bubble. So it looked like the need that they were trying to address was not necessarily trying to send a signal that they were trying to replace anyone like a Fred Van Vliet or a Terrence Davis. It's more Bobby Webster mentioned after it was all about just trying to get some shot creators, something that we were missing and they achieved that goal. And the addition, mm -hmm. in addition to that offensive shot creation, Malachi Flynn is, quite good defensively so he fits the mold of a fred van vliet 2.0 what are your initial thoughts guys on on these two are you happy with these two picks maybe we focus more on flynn since he's the one who's going to actually be playing some minutes did you hope that there would be someone else that they were going to draft such as an xavier tillman or anyone else or are you happy with who who we got uh what do you guys think well i don't think you could be too picky when you are your highest pick is 29th. Having said that, the fact that we did get somebody like Flynn, who, uh, as you brought up, was uh, targeted as, as higher in the draft and somehow we got him, that does seem to happen usually in every draft, but especially in a draft that's as shallow as this, I find that that happens a hell of a lot because it's, it's less blatant as to who will be taking up 
major spots outside of you know the big three that that were this year. When when you and I guessed it on the isopod, we were talking about um, you know, like the the, the spacing and and you know the playmaking that you know if Anthony were to go, that we would need, and I feel like that we definitely have that in this. So, um, I honestly have no complaints. Again, I don't think one can complain or really um, analyze too too much if the highest you got is is a twenty ninth. You basically just allow that person to integrate into your current system. You're not really solving or changing much if you're a good team and your highest pick is 29th. You know, if you're a Hornets team that needs a lot of work and you get a Leandro Ball, or if you're a Timberwolves team that has a lot of work that needs to be done and you don't even know where to start and you get Anthony Edwards, it's a, it's a pick-me-up. But in our position, we're a great team. We have minor tweaking, and I feel like with our staff and our and our coaches and and the team that we have, we integrate new pieces that aren't toxic so effortlessly. So I'm honestly not really too concerned with what's going to be happening. I think he's going to be a good fit nonetheless. I guess we'll just see if we have an extra bucket. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, uh, I didn't really follow too much on the draft, I mean, because there wasn't uh, a NCAA tournament that we could actually watch. Uh, so I, I, I was just, you know, as as many other fans were just kind of scrolling through Twitter, seeing which Woj bomb or, or Shams bomb was was going to be thrown out there, like two picks ahead of the time. But uh, by all accounts, I mean, uh, Flynn looks really good. I like. He is a steal in this draft from uh, our good friend Louis Louis Zatzman from Raptors Rapture. I mean, he he points out his the positivities in there uh, a lot of them. One particular one would be his passing, uh, his pick and roll passing, the patience, his high IQ, his defenses rate. His he has a three point two steal rate, and uh, on the offensive end, he's he's a spot up shooter. Like in college, he was a thirty seven percent from the three, which is not too you know, mind blowing. However, all of his shots or most of his shots were like seven feet away from the college three point line. So when you look at his like spot up three, which is 43.1% is great. And then unguarded threes are 51.4% which is phenomenal. So you, he already got a score in our, in our hands. The only negatives I see uh, would be he's undersized Uh, six, one, 185 uh, pounds. I think he, he probably won't be able to finish around the rim in the size of the NBA now. Uh, but Boy, I mean, that sounds like someone. Jeez, I can't I, put my exactly. finger on it. Right, and <laughs> if if you really think about it, if you think about the players that we have now, undersize, a lot of heart, uh, finishing around the rim later on in his career. You, I think you have both Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet. So the fact that you have a player molded or going to be molded from the veterans like uh, Kyle Lowry, and hopefully, but if we know by tomorrow or the next day following day Fred Van Vliet, you're going to have a hell of a player. Now, I don't know if this is insurance. You know, we don't, we still, at this moment, uh, Raptors fans, we don't know where Fred Van Vliet is going to play. We don't know if it's insurance for a backup, backup point guard. We There's a lot of uh, rumors about being insurance over Terrence Davis, if he's going to sign or if we're going to sign him again. So uh, all in all, I think that he's, NBA ready. He's he need obviously he uh Flynn needs to get stronger, which will come in time. He's only twenty two years old, so he's still going you know figure out his own body. I think he's going to un, he has the IQ, he has the drive, and uh, uh, in all accounts he's a gym rat. So I I'm in for this 20, 29th pick. 
Yep. Um, agree with everything you guys have said. I'm just going to throw in a couple of additional thoughts here, but uh, the, in terms of where Flynn fits in this lineup, uh, I, for one, I think you guys are too, you guys are too nice. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Let's get rid of Terrence Davis. We finally have mm-hmm. our third point guard and I want yeah, no part of, yeah, I want, I, have, I want no part in, in waiting for how this case is going to go. Um, nope. You know, if if he didn't already have those other two strikes, you know, the anti-masking and the conspiracy theories, it's it, he he's already out for me. Uh, I'll deal with my emotions if if he ends up being found innocent and stays with the team. Uh, the his contract will be guaranteed if he's still on the team on November 29th, and all indications are is that he will be, because his case is not until December the 11th. But uh, I will, you know, say it on this podcast. I hope that the Raptors, over the next eight nine days, figure out that you know Flynn is is your third point guard. Something that we actually did not have last year due to the injuries to Pat McCaw and trying to fit Terrence Davis into that role. That third point guard was missing, and now we have it in Malachi Flynn. We don't necessarily need Terrence Davis anymore. Bye bye. And as it as Oof. it pertains to okay the. the the rookies, um, I just wanted to throw in some quick facts. So the Raptors did some uh, a quick Q&A with, with our two newest additions. And they had some interesting responses. So I, I didn't prep you guys with this. And I just want to hit you with it really quickly and just get some quick Do thoughts it. here. So uh, the first question asked of them was, who was their inspiration from an all-star standpoint? Uh, Malachi Flynn said Kobe Bryant. Jalen Harris said Grant Hill. And yeah, uh, who are they most excited to play with? Flynn, great answer, said Kyle and Fred. Harris said Norm Powell, very interesting, mm, very interesting, huh? And I think that I, that's interesting also because of the type of a player that Harris is. He's not known to be his defense has its holes, and his offense is great. So it almost is perfect that he said Norm because it kind of sounds like a mini Norm. Both of them have never heard of bagged milk. That's got to change very soon. <laughs> well, maybe not because they're going to be in Tampa Bay anyways. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. They're going to bring it out. in, courtesy of Canadians. <laughs> they're going to have to give him like the the OG Canadian, like what you do when a, a, a tourist comes. You have to give him some Tim Hortons. You got to give him some Timbits. Got to get some bagged milk. Maple syrup. <laughs> what else is there? What else is there? Yeah, I think you winter uh, jacket. Yeah. Yeah, Canada, a good Canada goose, maybe a beaver tail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poutine. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, and I'll get to that one because uh, that one, that one did get brought up. Um, in terms of improvements that they're or adjustments they're looking to make before the season starts, Flynn mentioned working on his floater game, realizing that he's only six one. Um, that's one part of his game he wants to make sure is is kind of on point when the the league starts. With Harris, he said it's just adjusting to the speed of the NBA. That's a good point, right? They're they're just used mm-hmm. to he's he's coming from Nevada and jumping from the Pac-12 to the NBA is is lightning fast. So he's got his mind right there in terms of what um, you know where he wants to make some changes. Both of them picked their favorite Drake album, and that is "Nothing Was the Same." And I don't think I'm going to disagree with them. Well, it's better than Views and it's better than Scorpion. I would honestly have to pick either Take Care or if you're reading this, which I know is a mixtape, so that's cheating. But nothing was the same. It's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him that one. Um, and then have they spoken to any of the Raptors yet? Flynn has obviously he's play, he's he's actually worked out with Kyle and, and Fred last week in Las Vegas. So good on him to already get in there with the guys, even though he wasn't sure if he'd get drafted by the the Raptors. That's pretty good. Uh, Harris has not spoken to any of the Raptors yet, but that'll obviously change very shortly. And the final question, and I and you you guys kind of hit on this earlier. They were asked, which is your favorite food between shawarma, ramen, putin, or roti? Flynn said, and I'm going to quote air quote here, roti. He didn't say roti. <laughs> he said roti. Oh, I love a good roti. Amazing. And and Harris oh, Harris said ramen. But here's the one thing that I jumped like out for both of their answers. Both of them didn't seem to know what shawarma is or puts in. And Flynn definitely is not pronouncing roti correctly. In fact, I think he also said Toronto so we got to work Oof. on his T's. It's got to be trash. But, uh, exactly. He's pronouncing the second T, which is, no, you don't do that. No. We're going to have to ask him how to pronounce Yoros. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Norm, Norm's yeah. got to hook them both up with uh, some Osmos here. Because I, I have a feeling both of their their taste buds have not been exposed yet to the joys of Toronto cuisine. But no, I have a, uh, a keen eye on who's going where in, in this uh, free agent sweepstakes. So, Jay, Dre, why don't we take a quick break and we'll kind of go around the NBA, see who is landing in where. And, you know, if breaking news does happen when it comes to, you know, Serge Ibaka, Fev and Bleed, uh, Norm Power, or anyone else, or Marcus Saw, anywhere else that's that sh- noted uh, to be as a Toronto Raptor or no longer a Toronto Raptor, we will let you guys know. So, let's take a quick break. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, donation from whoever uh very generous sent that to the lakers and they gave away kyle kuzma what a steal so or is it you know they traded everything or they signed everything uh, by the detroit pistons ah well there's... how did this become a detroit slander pod wow or or is this <laughs> come, what okc gave away for some picks because you can never have too many picks to them at least good lord the okc i find is kind of like a thirsty horny like teenage boy on like an on like an online dating app all they want are picks that's it like it's it's disturbing (laughs) (laughs) well played sir wow okay so welcome back 
to <laughs> that's a wrap uh as you can imagine this this podcast is kind of up and all over the place because we are uh, frantically scrolling and refreshing just like you guys are on twitter to seeing who is going where uh you know breaking news mantras hills is uh going to the other arena in la and signing with the lakers uh there's all there's still a lot of you know, rumors ahead, nothing about the Raptors just yet, but maybe while we are recording this, something may break. So, Jay, can you kind of go through, I know there there has been a lot so far, but can you kind of go through the big names of who went where, maybe the trades that happened before this whole free agent frenzy went happened? Yeah, and there's really, to go over all of the different transactions, trades, even just the draft itself is, is going to take us, through three episodes, but let me just go through yeah. some of the bigger names that have kind of moved since we last spoke. So we've got CP3 is headed over to Phoenix, Drew Holiday's headed to the Bucks, uh, Bogdan Bo- Bo- uh, Bogdanovich is, oh, wait, no, he's not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> he's not. Ouch. Danny, Danny Green's headed over to the Sixers. So his he's in a weird position where the rings are chasing him. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Oubre is headed to, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. He's, going, right, let's to, uh, He's going to Golden State. Yes. Ah, yes, that's it. That's it. Uh, and, uh, you know, a side note, I think we have to bring it up, but um, he probably the reason why he's there is Clay Thompson is now out for the season. Uh, yes. Really, really gut wrenching news um, mm-hmm. out of Golden State. He tore his Achilles in the opposite leg from where he tore his ACL last year. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of high hopes for the Warriors heading into the draft. They were literally two, three hours away from drafting James Wiseman. And then this news breaks. So um, So really tough to hear for them. So the pickup of of Oubre, you know, they, they were able to use that trade exception from the Iguodala trade. So... You know, they're they're still trying to make this work and they still have a very solid roster despite the loss of clay. So we'll see how that how that works out for them um, in terms of additional moves that have happened. Ricky Rubio has reunited with the T-Wolves. I'm interested to know if you're happy about that, Dre. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It, it, it's strange because I think Rubio is actually quite solid. I think he's a mental player where he draws a lot of negative attention and he also, when he doesn't get along well, the chemistry flaws show. So um, there's uh, Wiggins is gone, but if we are to believe Jimmy Butler, um, Wiggins himself wasn't the cause of a lot of the chemistry issues on the Timberwolves. It was in fact, Carl Anthony Towns who's still there, but it's hard to believe because Carl Anthony Towns so far has, shown quite a bit as a two-time all-star fantastic big guy in the league so we don't know i guess we could only find out the main differences are we have some great players with somebody like d'angelo russell who's willing to lead and obviously they have um number one pick anthony edwards which is fantastic so let's see how rubio gets brought in because at this point i would consider rubio good I just think there's some gelling issues that occasionally happen. I just think it's just he's 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 just not being asked to have as large of a role as he previously did when he was on the Wolves, right? So, That's true. Um, you know, he's basically there to mentor some of the young guys. Joshua Kogi's an exciting guy there as well. So we'll see how it works out for them. Uh, but yeah, Rubio's back with the Wolves. Um, Crazy. 
I mentioned Danny Green earlier. Uh, part of that deal was also Al Horford, who is now unloaded from the Sixers and his gigantic contract. And we will probably talk about the Sixers a lot more, but Horford is now with the Thunder. Mm. Uh, Josh Richardson, also of the Sixers, is now over in Dallas. He was traded for Seth Curry. And cool. a, a number of different signings have happened today. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that we've, we've nailed a lot of big names already, just even on the trade front. But you know, feel mm-hmm. free to talk about whatever you want on, on the signings front. I think, uh, why don't we start off with the Sixers? Dre, what what do you what are your thoughts there on on who they're able to sign today? What 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 they've got going on over there? Well, the Sixers are clearly doing a lot of movement, and I feel like somebody like Daniel or Daryl, sorry, Daryl Morey, is doing a lot to try and get the team back on track. When you have somebody like Elton Brand, who you know this this whole process thing has been going on for for too long, and last playoffs were a complete and utter disaster, injuries or not. So the first thing was to dump that or that Horford signing, that massive contract, which they somehow succeeded, and that's fantastic. Obviously, they were looking for shooters. There was a huge space to fill when J.J. Redick was gone, and Jimmy Butler as well, but, but Redick was, was the, the buckets, let's be honest. So getting somebody like Danny Green, you know, a lot of people want to crap on him because of his, uh, you know, his faults in the playoffs. But when the guy's on, he's on. And I feel like maybe in a less, okay, I was going to say in a less competitive market, but it's it's Philadelphia. The, the fans are nuts. So maybe he won't be greening. I don't know. But I'd like to think that he's going to fire in all cylinders and he'll be fine. Oh, and Curry, well, Curry's one of the best. Yeah. Curry's one of the best three-point shooters uh, last season. So yeah, that's. Definitely an upgrade. I'd argue, okay, Steph is for sure the better shooter, but I think, I, I think Seth, especially because he's used as a, as a role player, is a fed, like his accuracy is is staggering because he's not having to lead like Steph does. He's almost a guaranteed bucket, which is saying a lot comparing him to Steph when Steph is arguably the greatest shooter of all time. His brother is a guaranteed bucket because. You know, again, he's he's the go-to guy for for getting buckets. He's not leading the team or or trying to like make the plays and stuff. He's just there to make buckets, and that's exactly what they need. So they have two great three-point mm-hmm. shooters. When um, and uh, I would argue two-way players as well, especially in, in Danny Green. But then you have yeah. the best three-point shooter of all. He went one hundred percent in the finals last year. It's Dwight Howard. They got him at center, and it's amazing. <laughs> so clearly, no, okay. In all seriousness, this guy is going to be the backup center or, you know, the defensive presence that we might need and the occasional, you know, logo three-pointer, whatever. But maybe then that will give a lot for Embiid and, um, and Simmons to work with. So we'll see. I don't know what that means yeah. for Tobias Harris. Maybe that eases off the necessity for him to launch threes. So maybe he'll become a more consistent player, which would also be really nice. And we'll see what they're like under new coaching management. I, I, I see some pretty good things. I don't know if this is a, a championship team per se, but I see pretty good things. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't want this to be a like a 76er-centric pod, but I mean, on paper, you got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid as your probable starting five. And you got Matisse Thybul, Dwight Howard, Mike Scott coming off the bench. That's, that's You not haven't bad. even mentioned their draft picks, which they true. were outstanding <laughs> in the draft. That's true. That's true. Like, Daryl Morey, I mean, they he came in out of Houston, and, and he, like, wrecked havoc he that is going to be he knew exactly what he wanted to do and at the beginning and then he said we're not waiting for this process there's no process we're gonna go all in for it that and this is very exciting as a you know if if you're a philly fan i'm excited for you because that's that's some good stuff right there um you got some other noted i guess noted re-signings you got darian fox five years back with the kings um got that max extension yeah yes sir uh that uh just in Davis Bertans is back with the uh, Washington Wizards. Shocking. Uh, yeah, that was, I really right? thought he was not going back to Washington. That, same here. Same here. After when he said that he wasn't going to play in the bubble too. Yeah. Um, then you got some uh, free agent signings. You got uh, Donegal Lowry signing a three-year deal with the Heat. Um, you got West Math. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I apologize. But Hawks. You got West Matthews uh, from the Bucks to the Lakers. Uh, who else we got? This, this Dragic and Miles um, Leonard going back to the Heat. Yeah, you got Ronnie Hood going back to the Blazers. <laughs> and I'm sorry, man, I, I have to bring up the Pistons because <laughs> they signed every center or power forward. They got Mason Plumley for three years. They got Jahil Okafor for two years. They got Josh Richard, Josh Jackson out of Memphis. Like I don't know what they're trying to do when it comes to every single center and power forward that is on a free agent market <laughs> right now. But you know, if you're if you're six nine or six ten and over, you know, call up to the Pistons, man. <laughs> they want you. But here's a problem: is like they they paid all that money for those three guys, and yet the best one is was on their team and that's christian wood now they priced him out he was a, a most improved player candidate and someone who's still on the market as of right now so that's it's incredible that they chose any of those guys over wood but can you imagine yeah. like this center and power forward centric team like under Dwayne casey like who's going to be the iso guy like let's uh, let's assume rose doesn't stay <laughs> who's going to be the iso guy like it's going to be the clunkiest goddamn team like I don't know what they're thinking, but it like at this yeah. point, it's no secret that uh, Pistons management just always somehow knows how to squander good things. And that's what it seems like they've done, to be honest. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, 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 I pretty much agree with you, man. Like I, I tweeted out, did does the Detroit Pistons do they even know there's a three point line? Like who's gonna <laughs> shoot anywhere outside of the three point line? You know, like it's, <laughs> Blake Griffin, they'll block everything, sure. But I mean, it's going to be ISO, uh, Derek Rose and or Blake Griffin the entire time. So I don't know. Um, okay, but so before we before we head out and and this this I, you know it's a little bit of a shorter pod is just because all these free agents are going everywhere and and by the time we release this, it's going to be irrelevant. So we haven't really seen any Raptors Jackson yet. Michael Grange at the 6 p.m. free agent opening, he basically said that there we weren't going to hear anything from the uh, Fred VanVleet camp. We will probably hear it uh, as from today when we're recording on Friday night. We'll probably hear it tomorrow on Saturday. Uh, we have some rumors and rumblings about Serge Ibaka and or Marcus Gasol going to the Lakers, but then we just got breaking news that Montrezl Hill just sign, is signing with uh, the Lakers for two years. So that's out of the runnings. 
what do you guys think? Gut feeling. I know we're none of us are in the 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 realms of we're not Woj, we're not Shans. One day we will be. But what are your gut feeling about you know at least those three in particular? I think Fred resigns. Um, it's just a matter of the amount. Right now, all of his suitors have fallen to the wayside. The Pistons were were that at one point. The Hawks were. They both of them have chewed up their cap space now. Phoenix trading for CP knocks them out. They're really the only one left is the Knicks. No, and they are such a crapshoot. They, they they're rumored to be going after Gordon Hayward, who's a free agent now. They're they're totally all all over the place. And this is the thing: is even if they can, and they they probably should offer more money than in, than the Raptors can offer, it's still up to Fred to decide whether or not he wants. So. For me, it's down to those two teams. If he is true to his word, which is that he wants to be on in a winning situation, then it's really the decision's very easy. It's just a matter of making sure that Fred's happy with the amount he's being given. I think that the Raptors can't go too short on him uh, in, in what they offer, but I think at the end of the day, we'll find some sort of a happy medium. And we were able to do that with Lowry last year and DeRozan before that. Um, but, you know, it's... It, Masai makes sure to take care of his guys, at least from a signing standpoint. So I'm pretty sure that Fred will resign. Um, I'm, I'm kind of happy that we are four hours now into the free agency opening up and that neither Ibaka or Gasol are gone. So much. that's a good sign. And you know what? Just as I'm going to cut myself off here, just as you were saying, Jay, that as long as you're above 6'9, 6'10, you're signing with the Pistons, Jeremy Grant. One of the top free agents has just signed with the Pistons. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. That's actually, that's actually a solid signing. But, yeah, no, that's a solid like, sign. But like, after, after all of those this. signings. <laughs> um, okay, I'll just quickly finish my thought here. Uh, the fact that, yes, we're four hours into this and Ibaka and Gasol are still on the market. That's probably a good sign. Here's my thinking. My thinking is that the longer that they stay on the market, the better for the Raptors. You know why? It's kind of similar to the Kawhi thing last year, but hopefully it doesn't end up the same way the Kawhi thing did last year, which is Fred's going to get his meetings on Saturday, make his decision, ultimately re-sign with the Raptors, and then that domino effect will allow the Raptors to say to Gasol and Ibaka, who are just waiting, right. really, mm. and saying, hey, we've got these other offers from other teams. Raptors, what can you offer us? Because we'll give you first like we'll let you at least pitch to us first before we sign these deals with other teams. So I think that that's currently what's happening. And I think that depending, it really does depend on what the Raptors can get him for. If they can get him for something in the ballpark of 20 million, they can provide, they can supply um, something that's uh, a bit of an inflated one-year deal for Ibaka to stay. And I'm kind of still holding on hope for that. And, you know, with the hiring of Chris Finch, to the staff to replace Nate Bjorkren, he is actually an offensive guru who does wonders with bigs. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine what he would do with Marc Gasol on this lineup and or Serge Ibaka? So for me, I'm very, very excited to see if at least one of them can come back and work with Chris Finch. So again, my prediction is all three of them actually come back. Um, and that's where I'm going to stay. Dre, what about you? It's very peculiar, and this is the, the common ebbs and flows of of any season when it's, you know, the free agency and the trades and all of that, because I could swear on an earlier pod that we did, we were all 
absolutely certain that Van Vliet was possibly on his way out. Uh, and Balka was for sure staying. And Gasol was probably going to go play in Spain. Meanwhile, uh, it's a very different story. Gasol's clearly still in the league. Uh, nobody knows what's going to happen to him. Uh, Ibaka is the biggest threat. And at this point, Van Fleet's like, well, he might actually stay. So um, I think Jay raises a good point. Just because it is an offseason and things can happen, it doesn't mean that they will. Because ultimately, we know what the biggest end game is of this season to try and recruit somebody like Giannis next year when the free agency pool is much crazier. Perhaps we don't really do anything at all and we bring everyone back. Now, my biggest concern right now is Ibaka, and here's why. The Nets clearly are that team this season who are hell-bent on getting someone else, no matter who it is, whether it's James Harden, whether it's whomever. They clearly are trying to figure things out, and they clearly have the, the tax to do it. So perhaps they are trying to get Ibaka. And even though Ibaka is a, is a great Raptor, and I, I value him as a loyal player, this isn't about loyalty at this point. At this point, the guy's always been like hungry for championships. He's always been hungry to compete, to fight, to, to just go all in. And that could be the team to do it are the Nets. So that does frighten me a little bit. That signing with Montrezl Harrell in, in LA leads me to believe that he's not going to be going there. But the biggest what if right now is, is it is Brooklyn. So I'd like to think that uh, that obscure little um, vague Instagram post he made is that he's not going, coming back to Toronto. He's going to Tampa Bay. But we don't know for sure. Ah, God, if I had to make a final decision, I would say Van Vliet stay. Gasol stays. As much as I don't like to say it, there's a chance Ibaka's going somewhere, and that sucks because I'm a Mufuzi fan for life. I'm basically the exact same feeling. I feel like Van Vliet is going to sign a deal uh, that's a little bit larger than we all hope it is, to be honest. Uh, I do think that... Uh, Mark is going to stay, and I think that Serge is going elsewhere. Um, but but again, Raptors fans, uh, it, these are all rumors, these are all speculations. But by all accounts, we've already seen a few, if not more than one or two or three already, that uh, deals have not gone through. So you never know what's going to happen. It's this free agency frenzy. Um, but most likely you'll hear about Fred Van Vliet, uh, what's happening with him tomorrow on, on Saturday. Uh, and then after that, like Jay says, probably going to be a domino effect. But until then, boys, I think it's good to close today because we just, we're just scrolling. We're just scrolling through Twitter right now, seeing what's going to be the next uh, Woj bomb or Shams bomb. So, so Dre, quickly, where can everyone find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs, and you can follow my film editorial review interview masterclass website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S, F-A-T-A-L-E dot com, no spaces. Uh, my top 100 films of the 1960s is going to be up uh, first Monday in December. As for the stuff that I'm working on, I'm stuck in the silent period, so I'm watching stuff with no dialogue. Somebody please help me. Uh, Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalisaurus. Actually, I'm not going to plug myself here. I'm going to do one more plea to Mark Gasol if you happen to be listening. <laughs> if you're choosing between L.A., Barcelona and Toronto. Let me just say that the cases of COVID in LA is over 4,000. 
Spain over 3,000, Barcelona over 3,000. Toronto's only at one. Just stay, dude. I don't know what that means about the Tampa Bay Raptors, but, you know, hopefully that all three of them stay like you said, Jay. But for uh, for me, you can find all of us at That's a Rap Podcast, and you can uh, tweet at us there and also on Instagram at That's a Rap Podcast. But until then, free agency has got my mind blown. That's a wrap. <laughs>